Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Bonnie D. in the house, happy to be here. Well, I got a show for you today. It's time for music. We're not going to play it. We're going to talk about it. What is the future of music, musicians, and technology? Where is it going? What are we going to be listening to? How will we be listening to it? And most important, who will be creating our music? Before I introduce my four esteemed panelists from all over the world, wait you hear who we've got. And I'm the only one with an East Coast U.S. accent today, and that'll give you a clue. I have a couple of buzz quotes to open the show. Number one, a quote from Leo Tolstoy. Music is the shorthand of emotion. Guess just nod if that, do you agree with that? The shorthand of emotion? I think so. I get emotional when I hear music. Another quote from George Bernard Shaw. Hell is full of musical amateurs. I don't think we want to go there. (laughs) Serge, you got that. And then Jack Kerouac, uh, the only truth is music. That's one set of quotes. Here's the buzz. Did you all know that in 1930, Albert Einstein met with Bengali polymath Robin Dareth Tagore in Kapath, Germany to discuss the nature of music? Did you know that Einstein was the vice president of the Princeton Symphony from 1952 until he died three years later in 55? And Einstein was quoted, this is true, in a Saturday Evening Post interview in 1929 as saying if he hadn't been a scientist, he would have been a musician. Can you imagine if Einstein had been a musician? That would have been a wow. Here's another buzz quote. This is from interestingengineering.com. Listen up. New technology in music has changed the way we listen to the music and the way we create music. And that's why my guests are here from synthesizers to DAWs or CD players to iPhones, the landscape of music has changed and is very different from the days of your parents. I don't know whose parents they're talking about, but certainly from the days of mine. And one more quote. According to Rolling Stone magazine, the future of music in the digital age is focused on how streaming services will differentiate themselves from the competition, how artists will reach their fan base, and maybe how they will create their fan base, and revisiting popular music industry trends of the past with innovations such as a modern record player. I want to hear about that. That's from a website called Victrola. Everybody, Victrola record player, victrola.com. So I want you to raise your hand and wave when I call your name. Serge Hoffman is back. Serge, thank you for coming. Thank you for bringing these other three esteemed panelists to join us. We have Nelson Melius. Nelson, wave hello. There you are. I love your hoodie. And we have Matt Champion. Hello, Matt. Nice to see you. And thank you for pre-promoting the show on LinkedIn. I am very appreciative. And we have Eric Zorniotti. Eric, wave hello. There he is. He's traveling. He's in Cannes today. Cannes, France. Oh, my. I want to go there. You come here to North Carolina. I'll go to Cannes. And we're going to ask them for their take on the future of music, musicians, and technology. The sweetest sounds question mark, exclamation mark. We're going to find that out. So welcome, welcome, welcome again, Bonnie D in the house. Happy to be here. We are live streaming on LinkedIn. We are live streaming on Facebook and we are live broadcasting on Voice America, the business channel, which of course is global. So let's go around the table and meet our guest, Serge Hoffman. You've been on so many times. I'm sure everybody remembers you, but Serge, there might be 
six and a half people around the world who don't remember <laughs> you. And I just want to say shame on you to them. So Serge, would you please update us what you've been up to a little bit in your professional career and your other, your music professional career. Take about three minutes and then we will go around the table and meet our new guest. Serge, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you, Bonnie, and thank you for having me in the show again. So I'm very glad to participate today. So uh, in very short sentence, I'm working in a big software company, the same company that Matt, and um, I'm enjoying that. I've been there for 22 years, and uh, that's my official job, right? But my real passion, as you know, is music. So I have my own studio in my house. This is where we are now. You can see uh, behind me. And I think both ne Nelson and, and Eric came here. Uh, Matt, you're, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> And um, what I like is really to uh, bring the best of emotions once I, I get them from the, the requester, the director, or whoever wants my music um, to, to create nice projects, to meet new people, and, and to make a music that will convey emotions, and we'll get back to that. So as you mentioned in your introduction, Buzz, uh, Bonnie, I play DAO. You know what DAO is? Tell everybody. Digital uh, audio workstation and this is exactly what we're going to talk about today and you're on mute by the way bunny we don't hear you but uh, yeah so Can i you play hear me now only I'm, with I'm, keyboards. I'm live go ahead go ahead okay. I hate yeah we uh, i play with with keyboards and guitars and and the rest is done with a synthesizer and electronic and we're going to discuss that later on and uh, what i'm trying to do now is to get closer and closer to uh, the real orchestra the symphonic orchestra and this is why i start now to collaborate with those two gentlemen eric and nelson who are very very skilled and very talented Wonderful. And Serge, you have created music for Cirque du Soleil. Can you just tell us if somebody's got an alert coming in, if you could mute your alerts, that would be great. Serge, talk about Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. What did you do for them? Yeah, I, I was playing uh, music for TEDx in Cannes. I understood, Eric, you're in Cannes as well today. And I've done that for four years. And uh, after four years, I managed my, that my company could be the sponsor of this event. And as the Cirque du Soleil is one of our customers, I managed to get to them and have uh, them invited to the TEDx, to do a TEDx uh, talk in, in Cannes. And when you propose to someone to do a TEDx code, you cannot refuse. And then I continued the collaboration with them on artistical way and also a uh, technical way. Uh, and uh, we have been very successful. Unfortunately, they had a very difficult time uh, these past years due to COVID and so on. But now they are recovering and um, they'll be back. Um, the shows will open again. Wonderful. And if I say mazel tov to you on your creativity, you know what that means. So there we go. Thank you, Serge. Welcome back. Let's go to Nelson Melius. Nelson, welcome. Let's hear who you are. Tell us a little about your background and what does music mean to you? Nelson. Yes. Thank you for all your invitation. So uh, I'm a, an orchestrator. I'm a virtual instrument designer. I mainly work for a few music composers. And when I don't, I think about uh, music creation limitations and I do my best to extend the boundaries. First, I plan to become a film music composer, but quickly I realized that the technical part interests me much more than the creative part. On the one hand, there are scores and orchestrations that fascinate me since my teenage years. And uh, I have this huge luck that my youthful passion is now my main job. On the other hand, there is uh, music instrument development, virtual instruments, but not only. When I first discovered virtual instruments, I said to myself, oh, I don't like that. It does the same thing as human, cheaper, but far less well. So I started working on virtual instruments to fully understand it and identify the limits. My goal 
my goal was to build uh, a solid argument against virtual instruments. Working on it, I understood that the problem did not come from the virtual instruments, but what was done with them and the way they are often designed and marketed. If uh, they are sometimes used to get rid of uh, the instrumentalist and save uh, money, they are mainly used to make mock-ups intended to be replaced by recording with instrumentalists who will push forward the music performance. And there is a third case, when virtual instruments make it possible to create sounds that can't be created in other ways. Uh, when I designed a very close piano, my first virtual instrument within new samples, uh, I wanted to offer composers who like to record the piano in close proximity an even closer option that would be impossible to record with traditional, uh, with traditional techniques just for technical reasons. And with the virtual instruments, it simply works fine, it's easy. So uh, I work on different uh, things like that. Uh, for example, triangles. Tri triangles are always out of tunes in the orchestra. So I digitally uh, modify them so they can play in tune. And I work on other projects uh, like uh, acoustic gener texture generation, Shepardton, which is an auditory illusion uh, for acoustic sources improving the multiphonic sound for woodwing or creating multiphonic sounds for, for brass. So th that's what I like. And uh, when I said uh, I, I wanted to extend the boundaries, uh, it's a, this kind of example, uh, which I do uh, a, every time when I don't orchestrate. So yes, and uh, I'm glad to know that uh, there is a lot more to do than uh, we can uh, hear and do today uh, while creating music. Nelson, thank you. That was fascinating. I didn't even think about virtual instruments when I put together with Serge the, the, this, this show, music and technology. I didn't think about virtual instruments. So you're enlightening me. And I, I'm going to say something very corny, Nelson. This is music to my ears. And I mean that in the nicest possible way that the, this is happening. I know about it, but I don't use that. By the way, for everybody, anybody watching, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm allowed to say this. I'm a chick drummer and these are my quiet sticks and these are my full sticks and you can see sticks well used the paint doesn't stay on them long but my nickname is red so there you go red sticks and after five minutes of really beating the drums the the paint comes off and these are well-worn sticks that still have the tips on them and i've had tips fall off in the middle of a performance so there and last august i was the drummer for 45 songs at a motown concert here in my community and we did uh, two sets plus my little latin band red's hot mango was the break band in between so in the space of from two o'clock in the afternoon till late at night i drummed on 45 songs and i was very proud of myself <laughs> and i was the mc and I sat on top of a stage with a bright red sparkly mask on and my red sticks and I had a really good time. So there you go. Music at its best. I hope that's what people thought. Thank you very much, Nelson. Very, very. I admire your passion and I admire your commitment, Nelson. You're committed to exploring music and virtual opportunities. And that's what we're looking for. This kind of commitment. Thank you so much. Matt Champion, you're my Hello. champion. Matt, welcome. You're the only one who doesn't have a French accent besides me. Please <laughs> speak in your best Brit. And tell us what's your passion for music and why are you here? Matt, welcome. I'll, I'll do my very best, um, okay. my very best British accent for you. So yeah, I live here in, in Hampshire in the UK and I work for SAP as the Surge. And uh, thank you for inviting me, Surge. 
Um, for those of you that don't know, SCP is a global software company, and I'm an innovation director, and I'm also a mindfulness teacher at SAP. Um, and when I'm not working at SAP, I actually host a podcast uh, called the Robbie Williams Rewind podcast, and it's about the multi-award winning singer and songwriter, pop star Robbie Williams with my wife. Um, I'm also a board member for the Mindful Workplace community, so I'm helping workplaces adopt mindfulness as a standard offering for employees. And my day job as innovation director is really about helping customers and employees think differently and create the best possible future. Our vision here at SAP is to help the world run better and improve people's lives. And as part of that, I'm leading lots of different initiatives, but one in particular around life or planet-centric design, which is how do we actually tackle some of the world's most pressing problems, such as inequality, climate change, reduction of waste, those kinds of things. Um, to do my day job, so coming on to music, um, I pull expertise from various different disciplines, storytelling, music, more on that in a moment, coaching, neuroscience, emotional intelligence, and my mindfulness practice to really help people um, and organizations transform. Now, specifically about my passion for music. Firstly, I am not a talented musician like my fellow guests. I feel as I'm in really esteemed company here. Um, but I did learn to play the keyboard when I was younger, and I also played the recorder before that. So, you know, I've, I've had, a, had a dabble. Um, however, I'm a massive believer in the power of music and, and the fact that it can really fuel experience, feelings, emotion, and well-being. And so why is it so important for me? Well, firstly, live music. There's nothing better than the energy and connection of seeing live music. I've been to many different music festivals, including Glastonbury Festival, many times over my life, and I love seeing live gigs, and I'm glad they're back again now. Uh, I have a very eclectic music taste. Secondly, I mentioned the podcast that my wife and I um, host. This, for me, is a celebration of a really incredible singer and songwriter who's been a part of our lives together. And we've toured the world to see him, and we've made some incredible friends and had incredible community experiences through, through the past 25 years doing that. Thirdly, the role of music and creativity. So I'm in innovation. So my quest is to help people think differently, unleash creativity, and music's always played a part in that. It's just been part of what I do. So whether that be playing music during a meeting, an event, a workshop in particular, I'm really well known for that or gathering favorite songs from, from the team and creating playlists um, for posterity. Um, I really use that in my everyday work. And then finally, community connection and well-being. So working in the corporate environment, in the corporate software environment, can at times be very stressful and challenging. And even before the pandemic, I helped to pilot a music sing-along program and music instrument lesson program here at SAP for employees. And so these were really well received, and we even continued that program virtually into the pandemic as well. So that's me. And you had, I, I can't, I, the one thing of all the wonderful things you described, Matt, you said you had a dabble at the keyboard. I think that has to be a British phrase, I had a dabble at. I, I love that. <laughs> Just so you know, I was at SAP for nine years until mid-2019. So I know mm. about the stress. And I started my career as a business radio broadcaster journalist mm. while I was at SAP. It was not what I was hired for, but they gave me the bandwidth, sort of, to create yeah. what's called Game Changers Radio. And I created 
created 48 radio series for SAP in 10 years and with millions of listeners around the world. So creativity, there is bandwidth, even in big companies, there is creativity as an option to bring. And you obviously haven't, Matt, I want to talk to you about doing a show on the future of mindfulness. So we'll talk about that. Absolutely. Another time. I'd love to do that. And now waiting patiently in the wings is Eric Zornyati, who is at a hotel in Cannes. As I said, I want to be there. And Eric, I'm putting you on full screen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we can't wait to hear what you do. Talk to us, Eric. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for your invitation. Uh, thank you, Matt, for your transition. I can tell you we are all musicians as creators, I think. What I think. Um, just, uh, I am a cellist. So uh, I know what is live music, right? And uh, this is my first passion. I started uh, studying cello. I was uh, eight years old. Then conservatory, music school, and uh, a lot of uh, concerts and conservatory and certificates and diploma. And then uh, I understood um, a musician. It's good to be a musician, but it's not enough because music is a big world, right? That's why I built two companies, because I believe in how to develop the emotional intelligence through music. For me, uh, there is a, um, a big a big world, uh, music is a big world, right? So we are all musicians uh, inside the community. And uh, so I did a lot of projects now uh, about music education. I created mu uh, Music Club. This is a music app downloaded 200 countries uh, to make understand uh, how to learn music while having fun. Just uh, uh, this small uh, story. Um, I was engaged uh, like a teacher of music theory with 182 pupils, five years old to 62. And um, I had a big challenge. It was how to learn music uh, while having fun. I mean, like uh, in, now I can tell you all, um, it's possible to learn the seven keys in five minutes. Can you imagine, Bunny? <laughs> yeah, it, this is possible. This is possible. This, this this music app and my dream now it's um it's to 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 make it possible for every children all over the world, every musician, every every everyone. Let's say. So um, as um, uh, like like Matt, uh, I really believe in um, music and sensitive world. Uh, that's why I work a lot of music and management, music and perfume. I created a lot of uh, uh, composition for French brand. And um, now I really need and I, I really believe in what technology and music can bring uh, for the next centuries, let's say. Well, that's very, very interesting. And there's so much, so much of interest you said and Teaching the five, the seven keys in five minutes. Is there, you want to give us just a clue as to how you do that? Is there a mnemonic you use or, or what do you use to teach people that fast? Well, uh, you know, sometimes when you want to learn music, uh, you know, first this is a universal language, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, um, sometimes, um, well, this is a French way, maybe, but uh, other other countries like that. Um, uh, it's uh, they, they try to to make you understand that this is difficult. You know, this is elitist. 
But it's not. It's just about mathematics, you know. So when you have some scales, you know, you can you can put it and like matrix on the seven keys and and by playing, uh, it's so it's it's so much easier. Yeah, and Bonnie, I can confirm. Uh, yes. I did that with Eric. He showed to me two keys in one minute thirty seconds, and and I, I knew how to 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 read them, and it was really uh, surprising. Uh, wow. I, I, I like that. And by the way, the thread, gentlemen, I'm hearing from all of you, not just passion, not just commitment, I'm hearing lifelong learning. Am I right, Serge and Matt and Nelson and Eric? You're all continuing to learn. It's not, okay, this is me and I've done 100 songs and good for you. And, <laughs> and this is me and I'm the champion and I'm on top of the mountain and don't bother with me or yes, I'll teach you. It's you are all still exploring and learning. And isn't that really what we're talking about? Isn't music an ongoing learning and living experience? Music lives in us, around us, for us. I'm getting all poetic here. I'm sorry about mm -hmm. that. But you've all inspired me. I love the stories. I love the backgrounds. Serge, you really outdid yourself, sir, bringing these wonderful people. I'm so happy to meet you. But before I keep cavelling, and uh, Serge knows what that means, I'm going to go on to our opening quotes. I've, <laughs> I think Eric knows what cavelling means. Um, I, I have asked my panelists in advance, as I do on all my radio shows, to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric and we have some song lyrics here and they're going to relate it to the topic and the on the surface literally the quotes have nothing to do with our topic music musicians and technology so Serge Hoffman has sent us a quote from the Beatles 1966 album Revolver and the song is Eleanor Rigby it was issued on a double A side single paired with oh we all live I promise I won't sing but I just did in Marie <laughs> the song was written primarily by Paul McCartney but it was credited to Lennon and McCartney and it tra helped to transform the Beatles from a mainly rock and roll and pop act to a more experimental studio based band. I think you can all appreciate that double string quartet arrangement by George Martin and a narrative on loneliness. And here's the line, all the lonely people, where do they all belong? Hope I didn't murder that, Serge. Tell me, what does that have to do with our topic? <laughs> Matt, be nice. Go ahead, Serge. <laughs> I think that there are two, two reasons for which I, I've chosen these, these quotes. <clears throat> the first one is that uh, the Beatles, uh, thanks to the latest uh, series uh, of film uh, <clears throat> by Peter Jackson, I think everybody, all of us who is interested by music, we have seen that series and, and we have seen um, the, the miracle and the way that those guys were composing music together and bringing those songs to life, right? So it's really uh, uh, very uh, intense and, and I've made this experience a little bit more intense recently uh, with a book that I received for, you, you see, can you read it? Yes, the, the Beatles, La Totale. Hold it up yeah, again. Yeah. It says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Les 211 Chansons Expliquées, the Beatles. The Beatles, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, thank and you. And it goes in details to how those songs were created. And you see how random it was, how, I don't want to say simple, but was life as usual as we are now, you know, and was not such a big deal. And none of them could realize what those songs would become and, and what this group would become. And why I've chosen this phrase is because I think with music, nobody's alone. Simple. Absolutely. And I will tell you that uh, a friend of mine in Chicago who's a lawyer who loves to send memes and cartoons, a lot of them are political, but a lot of music history. Serge, I sent that to you. There's a quote from a, a TV commentator or an interviewer from 
back when the Beatles first made their debut on the Ed Sullivan Show, in the in, debut in the U.S., about they'll never go anywhere and look at the long hair and they can't sing and what is this, is this, is do, doomed to failure. And <laughs> the question is, where is he now and where are they now? We all know. My grandmother used to call up and say, turn on Ed Sullivan, turn it on. They're <laughs> wearing wigs. Those are, that's not real hair. That's all she wanted to tell us was they're wearing wigs. Okay, that was important for my grandma. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you, Serge. Yes, not alone. Very, very true. Nelson Maleus, uh, let's go, Maleus, let's go to, this is an interesting quote. It's from Legend of, I'm sorry, League of Legends, Soraka, the Star Child. League of Legends, LOL, that's an interesting abbreviation, commonly referred to as League, is a 2009 multiplayer online battle arena, M-O-B-A, video game developed and published by Riot Games. And let's see if there's anything. A wanderer from the celestial dimensions beyond Mount Targon, Soraka gave up her immortality to protect the mortal races from their own more violent instincts. I'll stop there. Here's the quote. This is interesting, Nelson. Yes, that was a banana. No one expects the banana. Nelson, if ever there was a quote that had nothing to do with the topic, this is it. So and other than, I can't hear you, there's a banana in my ear. Nelson, please relate the quote to our topic. Help me out here. Rescue me. Yes. Of course, it's uh, about music technology because I, that's what I, uh, what I live every day. But I think it could be with technology globally. So uh, it makes me, uh, th- this quote, uh, yes, that was a banana. It's making me think about um, the difference between uh, creator, composers' expectations from technology and uh, their reaction when technology finally fills their expectations. So Soraka uh, has a crescent moon uh, scepter and uh, she throws crescent moon uh, that may look like a little bit like bananas and the players call it bananas. Uh, this is something very funny in the game. Uh, everyone. This is what you have on your sweatshirt? Yes, she, she is Soraka. Uh, so you have the scepter oh, here. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Go ahead, continue. So uh, w- w- they made one day an update, and uh, Soraka starts saying uh, the, the quote uh, Yes, that one, was, that was a banana. No one expects the banana. And uh, so it's response to a desire, but uh, I don't think anyone wanted, really wanted to have this desire fulfilled. Now there is no more reason to have fun with this banana story. And uh, anyway, no one really wants the banana. This may look weird, but uh, even if um, new music technology perfectly fills the wants of the creator uh, of uh, some people, some people ask for it. If it is not very well packed, I think it will, uh, I think I saw several times that it will, it will not interest the people who ask for it. Some people ask for an, an instrument, an update, and when it comes, no, it's, this, this isn't what they really wanted. But fortunately, other creators will take advantage of this new technology or creation, and the one who called for it first may want to use it, but a few years later. Uh, the, the most important thing, uh, I want to, thing I want to say about that is that I don't think that music technology should uh, closely follow the mainstream creators' mm-hmm. wants. Maybe uh, the technician wants, because uh, it's more... Uh, more tangible, but for the creator, I think that uh, the technology have uh, to find, uh, test, uh, fi- and try to find uh, something that can inspire creators 
try it and just hope uh, creators can take it and uh, go uh, uh, go a long way uh, and uh, a lot further than uh, than uh, what a technology creator could have imagined. Thank you. Going farther than you could have imagined. Wow. <laughs> Very, very interesting. And I like imaginated. I think that's going to be my new verb. Nelson, I'm appreciating oh, you. I'm, I, no, I'm not making fun of you. I like imaginated. I think that's a much more solid verb than just imagined. Well, I know John Lennon imagined, but I like imaginated. I, th I think we could, Matt, can we add that to the, uh, the yeah. lexicon of English? Yeah. <laughs> Brits, Brits and New York, North Carolina, we're going to add that to our vocabulary. Nelson, I'm complimenting you. I am. I appreciate you. Thank you. Matt Champion has sent us a quote. Of course, from Robbie Williams, Love My Life, song from 2016 album Heavy Entertainment Show. And Robert Peter Williams, born in 1974, I call him a young man, was a member of the pop group Take That from 1990 to 95, but achieved greater commercial sex, sex success ah, as a solo <laughs> since 1996. Sorry about that. His discography includes seven UK number one singles and all, but one of his 12 albums reached number one in the UK. I got to start listening to Robbie Williams, Matt, for sure. And here's the quote. Find the others with hearts like yours. Run far, run free. I'm with you. That's poetry, Matt. Oh, yes. <laughs> Talk to me. How'd you find this well, one? Go ahead. Well, it's hard because I could have picked so many. Um, but firstly, this, this song, Love My Life, was misunderstood by many when it first came out. So many people assumed it was about a rich pop star banging on about his life in show business and, you know, how great it was. But actually, he explained it's not about that. It's actually about being positive and making the most of your life. And he was actually singing this song to his children as well. And, uh, you know, who'd have known that this, um, you know, pop star who's been through addiction and drugs and alcohol and suffered all of that kind of thing has now become clean and he's now a great dad and, you know, still writing, still, still developing music. Um, so firstly, I start by breaking down the quote here. So find the others with hearts like yours. You know, that for me is a really profound lyric and, and Serge, Serge knows me very well. So I think you know why I'm saying this, but I've certainly experienced that in my life. So when you do find the others with hearts like yours, magic can happen in love, in friendship, in community, and so on. And then if I look at run far, run free, I love this as well, because we need to experience all that life has on offer for us. We need to run far. We need to travel, explore when we can. Um, we need to be curious and we need to run free. Sometimes we just need to let go, have some fun, and see where the wind takes us. So that really is what that says for me now. Here's my challenge, connecting that quote to the future of musicians, music, and technology. Well, here goes. So I feel that music, musicians, and technology are evolving in a direction which will help us create more connection between fellow humankind. So communities around artists and musical genres are already doing that and done that for some time. But I feel that music is an advancing technology combined. We're going to see an acceleration of a of a new age of social connection fueled by music and musicians. Um, also, with the world's events and challenges as they are, you know, run far, run free won't always be possible. You know, I have to be realistic about that. I know we're not going to talk about, you know, <clears throat> negative things here, but we have to realize that we can't do everything in the physical realm. And so I think this is already what's happened in the past couple of years has already opened up the space for digital tech to actually help people 
to experience things without leaving their own homes. Um, things like VR, AR, and more broadly speaking, you know, the emerging metaverse, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So the final point I would make is that music will continue to bring people together as it always has done, but in a very new and interesting ways. And I think musicians and artists and production companies will be looking for how they do that. And, and no doubt we'll cover some of that today. So yeah, that's my connection. Thank you very much. And you brought up the word curiosity, which goes with my comment about you're all lifelong learners. If you're not curious, you're not going to want to learn. So we'll leave that Absolutely. one. Thank you so much. We're, I hope we have time for predictions. This is so interesting, the conversation so far, but we will. We'll squeeze them in. We'll cut it down to 90 seconds for a prediction so we can cover a lot. Eric Zarniati has sent us a quote from the Game of Thrones 2011 season one, episode seven. I did my homework, or maybe you did. You win or you die. The quote is from Queen Cersei, C-E-R-S-E. I, I, or one Lang Lannister, played by Lena Headey, and Queen Cersei, I, one, I think it's a one, Lannister, is the widow of King Robert Braith Baratheon and Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. She's the daughter of Lord Tywin Lannister, twin sister of Jaime, and the elder sister of Tyrion Lannister. And here's the quote, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Ooh, that's so foreboding. Eric, two minutes. What do you find here? Yeah, you know, um, this quote is just the resume of my entire life of musician. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, because I, I understood just about the verb play, you know, about the verb play. I play cello. Uh, we can play on my music app, right? And everything, uh, music, it's all about playing. And life is, for me, all about playing, you know? So just this verb is so much powerful for me. And um, of course, you win or you die because I am uh, I am entrepreneur, right? And uh, when you compose, you know that, Serge and Nelson, when you compose, you win or you die because you are on the right position, on the right goal, or you, are, you just, you just you you have not a good, a good work you know there is not two possibilities just only one so i i, I found this quote so much powerful and of course uh, we all know uh, game of thrones like uh, the, the the drama tv series but uh, of course maybe uh, you played bonnie on about the music the music app the the, the game of course and I, I try, as I told you, uh, to develop this music game. So th there was a connection so evident for me. And uh, let's play music. And uh, so you win or you die, right? Thank you very much. I, I think we sometimes get down to that. And the question of survival, the question of being a professional, trying to make your living as a fill in the blank. Can you do it? Can you survive? Find hearts like yours, yes. And you know, there's a, a big trend in schools, I think you're all aware of, that just by showing up or participating, you get a medal, you get a gold star, you get a, a, you get a flag, you get a whatever it is, just for showing up. And we've been trying to get away from that win or die, lose or die <laughs> for years. And I don't know if it's doing our kids any good because in the real world, you have to find a way to survive one way or another, but we're of not course. gonna go into that. Now it's time for predictions. Thank you all for your great quotes. I really appreciate the work you did on that. I've put into the chat for each of you where we're gonna go for our first round of predictions. Let's keep it brief, maybe two minutes a piece, if you can force yourself to stick to two minutes a piece. And let me start with the first quote, first prediction from Serge. I've got it highlighted here. Here we go. Serge. Says 
technology influence over music, which is what we're talking about today, will continue to grow with AI creation, that's artificial intelligence, production, and consumption. Serge, two minutes or 90 seconds if you can constrain yourself, and then we'll go through everybody's first predictions and we'll do another round. Serge, go ahead. Thank you, Bernie. So what I meant is that um, with AI, it doesn't mean that AI will replace the person, the creator. Like Nelson was mentioning, uh, the, the, the creators still need to create and use the technology as a tool or many tools. Okay, what I mean is that uh, the evolution of technology uh, will multiply the, the access to anybody to the creation, to the production and the consumption of, of music. Uh, how with the, the the tools that are now available, which are behind my, my back here. Um, Eric mentioned that he has been trained in a very strong uh, school, very difficult school in France called the Conservatory. And I have one software, which was 25 euros, which has all the, the theory okay, of, of what is taught in that school in, in one software. Okay? And then you just play two or three chords. It gives you the, the, the tonality. It gives you the, the, the harmony. And, and you can say and select if you want to do a happy music, a sad music, or emotional music, or dynamic music. And then there are also other software using the uh, heritage of, of great musicians such as Mozart, Beethoven, or whoever, just as a MIDI code. And then you can link all those tools together and benefit from this heritage, uh, creating uh, what you want to do, a, night, a happy song or a sad song, and then use your own virtual instrument that Nelson was mentioning to have the output. So for the, the creation, it's really a dream come true, and, but you have to learn every day. Every day I learn, and thanks to those guys and to other colleagues and, and friends, I'm really learning every day. So this is for creation and, and for production, because with production, you can do so many things all by your own now. And then in terms of consumption, now that we have all those music which ended up into waves, into MP3, MP4, or digital way in one way or another, uh, in terms of consumption, they come through streamings, they come through TV, they come through the internet, and so on. And there are more and more uh, community, as we discussed earlier, which have been created. And the AI um, allows you to select your test and then propose to you new songs according to those you have listened before. So maybe there are some effects on that. We, we'll get back to this. But that's what I, I wanted to say, that technology for me makes it easier as a musician to, to create an exchange. Thank you very much. And that's a nice segue into the prediction I picked number one from Nelson Melius. He says, the evolution of automatically generated music will strengthen the importance of human creators, composers, performers, producers, and mixers. Nelson, I'm going to let you do two minutes on this one. Very interesting. Nelson? Yes, so uh, uh, it's in the continuity of, uh, of Serge's uh, uh, prediction. Um, because when uh, you create music uh, for media, for movies, it's uh, the, 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 the way I work, uh, we, you can already uh, take uh, a lot of pre-existing music uh, composed. Uh, there are tons of pre-existing music. And we already could uh, fill a, a whole movie just with the with this quote, with this pre-existing music, and uh, it's a, it's it's an actual job. It's a, a part of the music supervisor or music editor job, and um, the composer will have uh, to. Ah, sorry, <laughs> we will we'll have to uh, to make uh, to. Uh, to make it one uh, one piece, it, it uh, shouldn't look uh, like a patchwork, but uh, uh, have a great mic microphone. Um, yes, uh, sorry, uh, I I go where I didn't plan to. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thirty seconds more. Go ahead. Yes. Um, 
because uh, with uh, even if uh, we can generate uh, very very good quality music uh, creating music is uh, first of all uh, a human experience uh, it could be uh, just from music or music from media you want to work with other humans and you want to when you listen music or you watch a movie you want to to watch or listen uh, something made by humans so uh, even if uh, the music is automatically generated we want a human to select uh, which generation we will keep and it can be the future of composer maybe uh, just uh, making a few adjustments and uh, the taste uh, that we that he will develop with this uh, this culture maybe uh, may help a lot uh, to to fix the definitive music so the computer, as Serge said, will be a help technology uh, is, a, is a support, but it can be uh, the, the final objective. And if it is a final objective, it's just for the pleasure to listen what technology can do, and it's curious, and it's very interesting too. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Matt, I'm going to your prediction number one. Increase of live music performances online, providing access to all, most specifically in the metaverse. I know you want to talk about this. It's already happening, but we can expect an exponential increase in the next three years. Matt, two minutes. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I say the metaverse as if people know what I mean, but maybe some, some of your viewers, listeners don't know, but essentially the metaverse is a virtual reality space where users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. Now, there's many, many more complicated definitions of it, but essentially that's what it is. And we are looking at this very closely. I'm looking at this very closely from an innovation perspective. There are a number of um, players that are making a lot of noise about this, Facebook being one of them. Um, many other technology companies are also looking at this as well. Um, I think we will see a rise um, in, in, the, in, in live music and live music performances as music artists and musicians look to expand their, the, the channels which they use to promote their music and to actually, let's face it, earn money. Uh, you know, okay, things are opening up again now in the world and live music will happen physically and I'm sure that will continue to happen. But I think when you look at something like TikTok, for instance, which is not yet a metaverse AR, VR product, They've got 1 billion users per month on that platform. It's now the biggest music streaming platform out of all of them. It beats iTunes, Apple, it beats Spotify. So there's some interesting things happening around how people consume their music and how artists reach fans. And I really do believe that the metaverse will be one of those big, big channels to watch. There's some technology bugs to kind of iron out, you know, synchronicity of, uh, of playback and things like that. But I think that that will be overcome. So yeah, it's an exciting space. I did not know that about TikTok. I just, I just, I just deleted the app off my phone because I was spending too much time on it. <laughs> I would allocate 30 minutes once a week and watch as many as I could. But the, as far as music goes, there's always some cowboy type of guy out, outside <laughs> with his shirt off dancing yeah, doing it's... some kind of dance to some kind of sexy music <laughs> and i i could just play those over, and over. And 
listen to my friends. Did you, can you see it? What song was that? They never identify the song, but you're supposed to know that. But before we completely derail the show, thank you very much, Matt, for the memories. Eric Zarniati, we're looking at prediction number two. I think Matt alluded to this. These are We're segueing, and we're going to try and get one more round of predictions. And so let's go. Veet, veet, veet. He says, Eric says, monetization Ah, on social media will be optimized and generalized as the main source of income for artists. Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. Eric, talk to us. This is important for musicians. Go ahead. Yes, um, I just believe um, every artist will build their own channels, their own social media communities, their own way to 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 monetize uh, the, the the best way as possible. Uh, I mean. Uh, the challenge is is um, uh, how to create uh, through your social media a community, how uh, to create uh, live concerts on social media, how uh, to how uh, to create a fundraising on on your channel, how uh, to create merchandising uh, on your channel. It's all about. I mean, I, I really believe this is the beginning of of the the monetization and the world of monetization on social media is just for me. It's just it's it's a huge, it's a huge a huge world. Thank you very much. Brief and to the point. I appreciate that. Let's see if we can power through another round. I've already got everything in the chat for all of you. And Eric, I just put your next one in. So Serge. Prediction number two, social media and streaming. This is interesting. Will lead to increased lack of visibility for musicians. This is the first negative prediction I've seen. Serge, one minute. What does this mean? Or 90 seconds. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, even you, uh, Bonnie, you had difficulty to understand what I meant. Is that exactly because all of you said before that, okay, technology will allow a lot of um, streaming and, and uh, uh, social media use of the music of everybody. But when you're a musician and you need to survive, and somebody used this term uh, already, um, you're lost because there are so many uh so many music, so many songs in the air, that, and even some people, there are so many films that they delete the application from their phone because they don't want to spend too much time on it, uh, which means that it is very difficult for one individual when you just start music, and in the past it was easy, you took your guitar and you go in the subway, but now to vi be visible at that level uh, with the complexity and the numbers, which you just all of you mentioned, it is, it is harder and harder. So that's what I wanted to emphasize and I have a solution in my third prediction. Thank you. If we get to the third prediction, otherwise we're just going to have to invite you all back for part two and I have a date already for you. So there we go. <laughs> Nelson Melius, Veed Veed here. Future technology for professional musical creation will open doors to not necessarily musician collaborators on multimedia projects, such as the director, the editor, the producer. Contrary to what you might think, technology will require even more music technology hybrid technicians than today. This is interesting. Nelson, 90 seconds. Go. Yes, it's just because uh, technology make uh, possible to create music, not necessarily with, uh, with having technical musical skills. And uh, which is very good thing. Everyone can uh, go uh, with uh, with his uh, with his funds into the musical creation progress. And uh, when the, when uh, everyone is okay, so my idea my idea is here. The composer is happy. The director too. The producer too. I think we will need a lot of technical uh, work to 
to clear this mess and uh, prepare it for mixing or for recording for production to get a, a nice final product. So everyone can contribute to create, but there is a lot of technical job to do after that to finalize the music now, I think. Thank you very much. Wow, that was brief, Nelson. You really did it. Wow. <laughs> I love hearing you talk. So here we go. Next one from Matt Champion, number three. This is interesting because this came up during the early parts of the pandemic when people couldn't sing and play together. And I tried actually jam because it didn't work at all for a drummer. But here we go. Matt says, real-time synchronization online. Singers and musicians need to be in time with each other when playing together. Software and hardware services will manage latency. That that's the challenge and slow performing connections using artificial intelligence. Early startups already in the space like Jack Trip or Jam Kazam, but expect this to become more mainstream and crossover into other video conferencing platforms. In particular, here's your favorite word into the metaverse in the next <laughs> two, three years. 90 seconds, Mr. Champion, well, go ahead. I, I'll keep it. I'll keep it fairly brief because that kind of says it all. Um, but I, I, I things. Uh, Technology is moving in leaps and bounds in this space, and it seems impossible to think about how we might synchronize. Um, I'm sure the musicians on the call are going, oh, well, no way, we can't do that. But there are companies that are experimenting with and piloting and doing this. And I think that really is going to be the key for a more um, real-life kind of uh, feel to either practicing music, composing music, or being at a music um, gig. So, yeah, it's absolutely something which will be growing in the next two to three years. Thank you. And that latency was a real bear trying yeah. to get. I, I got a special a special machine for that, a special box for that. I bought mm. it from somebody and plugged it in, and we had the, the singer and me, the drummer, and the guitar player, lead guitar, and we tried and tried and tried for hours and i'm hoping that it gets better because it's important yeah. but there were some beautiful music collaborations mm. online in the early pandemic yeah. remember choirs yeah. singing with and bands yeah. and orchestras all over the completely in tune and i said damn yeah. how did they do that let's well, go to eric eric <laughs> I, that's another show eric I'm, I'm combining your prediction three and four and serge will follow up after this so eric said number three crypto art will accelerate the monetization of artists works and Number four, hologram technology will permit an artist to project live in multiple locations. Eric, see if you can keep this to two minutes, please. Go ahead, all together. Yes, thank you. Well, uh, I've been with the prediction four. Uh, um, for me, hologram technology is the future of live concerts. Well, with coronavirus and uh, this period, so dramatic period, we had for artists uh, um, to find new solutions. So if someone here, uh, is hearing uh, us, us through the, 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 the live Facebook now, yeah, maybe as a solution. Uh, how can you imagine, Bonnie, the, uh, this is my dream. How is it possible to play in my hotel in Cannes, live in New York, Sydney, Helsinki, and, uh, and uh, Brazil? You know, it's just, uh, I think this is the future for live concert. And my prediction three uh, on crypto art, it's just, um, you know, artists, we have to think about crypto art, about we are creators, we are uh, music creators, and this is just a new revolution, uh, a new market, a new revolution, new community, and uh, this, this, is, this is the future for me, about exchange and community. Thank you. Very, very interesting. And can you briefly define what is crypto art? I know what cryptocurrency is, but what is crypto art? You talking uh, about NFTs? 
it's about yeah it's about and music nfts it's about videos it's about uh how to show you your work how to create to exchange in a in a community of musicians of composers of uh you know it's it's just uh, this is a huge a huge new world do you all remember albums vinyl albums in yeah. the jackets and the liner notes and the yeah. artwork and the the things people wrote about them and who did the liner notes and the beautiful art and i i still have about a hundred albums actually long play albums in a box but i haven't hooked up my turntable in so many years i don't even know if it would work anymore so i have a micro with the big plastic lid on top it lifts up a, a plexiglass top and i brought it with me from new york and it's sitting in a closet somewhere so much for that <laughs> serge we wanted to finish up with your prediction number three musicians will need to reinvent their business models 90 seconds and then we'll do a quick wrap up go ahead thank serge. you bunny so i think two two things one is that the tool that i'm having in my hand i hope you can all of yes. you see it for sure will play a big role. I completely agree with what, what Matt said. And also with just uh, what Eric and Nelson was mentioning, were mentioning in terms of monetization uh, in social media and, and streaming as well. But as I said, it will be difficult and more and more difficult to be visible there. So uh, the idea that I have is um, to give a chance to human connections again, meaning that if you really start from the need of a music, from a director, from a doctor, from an hospital, from a, a company, uh, a, a manager, whoever, you know, and then you understand what they need to do, why they need music. And Matt gave some examples of how he uses music for, for innovation, for example. And Eric uses music on a daily basis with his orchestra. Nelson with a virtual instrument is creating. There are people, right? And you, you need to reconnect to people behind uh, the, the all the electronic, the, the social media and so on. And once you have a very good relationship with the director uh, so or with the writer, so now I'm working with those guys to build the score and compose the music for the advertisement campaign of their new book or for their new film. Thank you very much. And I'm going to sum it all up with your prediction number four, Serge. Music will continue to carry universal emotions and energy through technology and live shows. I think that's a beautiful way to sum this up. I have learned so much from the four of you. Serge, again, everybody round of applause for Serge Hoffman. Hoffman with two ends at the end. Thank you so much. Um, I love the, the, the juxtaposition of technology and music because that's where it is going. The idea of musicians as creators of the of the language of, of humanity, if you will. Isn't that really what it is? The language of humanity and it changes and it grows, but we still all want to love. We still all want to laugh. We still all want to smile. And there are still pieces of music I cannot listen to unless I'm prepared to cry. Seriously, it evokes such strong emotions to me. And I played for, for somebody special in my life online on a Zoom call last night, Spiral Staircase. Um, I love you more today than yesterday, but not as much as tomorrow. I burst out in tears and I had to stop the song. So music brings out, and he said to me, you can't handle it, can you? I said, no, I can't. I, I really can't. I was in tears. So anyway, that's the way it goes. Uh, Serge, thank you so much. Eric Zorniati, I'm looking at you on the line here on Zoom. Nelson Milius, I appreciate that. Matt Champion, the easiest name to pronounce. I, I would love to have you all back for part two in the summer or fall. Would you like to come back and join me? Okay. Yeah, I would say I have yeah. a quick and new predictions. Well, we can use some of the predictions we didn't, but new quotes, that's the deal. So here's the deal. I want you all to, I'm going to count to three and I want you all to shake your hand like this. This is a no, no, no. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, Matt and Serge and Eric and Nelson, wag your finger. Come on, Nelson, you can do it. If somebody says to you, the future is already here, you're going to say, follow me. No, 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 
No. No. And that's because that was yesterday's future. Today's future hasn't happened yet. And we're all going to do our best musically, lyrically, poetically, heartfelt to make it a so much better one because that's what the world needs now. Better music and more love. Bonnie D signing off. Everybody wave. Don't go away. I want to take pictures, guests. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.